0: So hungry. Hey everyone, it's me, Lisa Lillian, also known as Hungry Girl. I am here with my good friends and coworkers, Mikey and Jamie. How are you guys? You look Zoom-tastic today.
1: <laughs> We're good. How are you the doing? <laughs>
0: yeah, the, uh, don't you love that Enhance Appearance button? For those, for those of you who don't know, it only is on Zoom. Like, it's not on Google Hangout, but there's like an Enhance Appearance button, which really works. I look totally, I need one of those in (laughs) real life. Yeah. Like
2: once we go back to face to face,
0: (laughs) you just, where's your enhance appearance button? Maybe it'll be on your watch. I don't know.
1: Do I have that on mine? Mine looks normal, doesn't it? I don't think I have that on mine. You
2: you just always look that good.
0: Yeah, it's there if <laughs> you want it, but you look fine. I could see right up your nose right now.
2: <laughs> um,
0: anyway, very excited about today's episode, which is going to be a Hungry Girl to the Rescue episode, which I, it's sad on one hand because we are not eating anything or everything like we usually do, but it's great because we have some listener questions and they're actually call in, so we hear their voices, which I love, and so that's going to be great. Um, but I do want to say we have a very special sponsor of this week's episode that I am totally excited about. I think we need a drum roll. Very nice. The sponsor of today's episode is True Whip. True Whip! Round of applause. Yay! I do want to say, like, some things... I, I always talk about how my eating habits... You know, I used to like this as a kid. I didn't like that as a kid. From the time I could eat anything literally one of my favorite foods was whipped cream whipped topping I was the kid that just dreamed of having tubs and cans of whipped whatever that was my dessert I didn't need to put it on a dessert that was the dessert so I was especially excited when I discovered true whip probably three or four years ago Jamie how long have we been using Whip? at least that long right
2: As long as I don't remember a world in which we didn't have True Whip, I don't want to remember. (laughs) So for
0: those who don't know what True Whip is, True Whip is a whipped topping that comes in a tub. You find it in the freezer section. It is the perfect light and fluffy ingredient for holiday desserts and basically any dessert. It is all natural. There's no high fructose corn syrup. There's no artificial colors or flavors, no hydrogenated oils. It's just like this lifesaver MVP ingredient that we absolutely love. And there are three main varieties of True Whip, original, skinny, and of course, vegan, which is a favorite of my niece, Lauren. So we always had that in the house. They have about 25 to 35 calories each. They're very low in fat. Everything is like less than 2.5 grams of fat. It's like 2.5 or less and only two grams of sugar. And the biggest news is there is a keto version with zero grams of sugar and one net carb coming very, very soon. So I think people are going to be really, really excited about that. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot of different True Whip options.
2: Mm -hmm. I know. There literally is something for everyone.
0: I like it frozen. Is that weird? No, Mm -hmm. I would
2: eat it with a spoon. I mean, this also is like one of the best, best, best tasting tubbed whipped toppings I've ever had. Like the taste is just spot on perfection.
0: Yes. I love the way you use the word tubbed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> anyway i I do love true whip i could not be more excited that they are a sponsor because they've been in my fridge they've been sponsoring my refrigerator for a very long time so it is nice to have them in the fold we love you true whip there are in-store deals happening everywhere so if you go to TrueWhip.com and that's t-r-u-w-h-i-p.com to see where it is sold near you and there are great recipe ideas there too just in case our amazing recipes aren't enough <laughs> So thank you, True Whip. All right, Mike, what, what you got this week? Breaking
1: All right, it looks like McDonald's is finally getting in the plant-based burger business. The burger is called, now wait for it, it's a very impressive name, the McPlant. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's not great at all. Uh, then McPlant will debut sometime next year, although no official word on what the burger is made from. Beyond has said they have partnered with McDonald's in creating the new plant based burger. So it's probably a Beyond Meat Burger. But McPlant, oh, that's such a bad name.
0: That is a very bad name. But I do want to try the burger. I'm excited about trying the burger. I don't, you know, I, I like all these plant based burgers, but. In many cases, they have as many calories and fat grams as the real thing. And yet we all pretend it's like better for us in some way. And I don't know, maybe this will surprise us with great stats. What do you think?
2: Yeah, maybe. Well, should we spill the other like breaking news that we just read about before we started recording? Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Beyond Meat is coming out with, they've realized that they are, you know, high in fat, high in calories, even though they are plant-based. So they're coming out with a lower calorie, lower fat option in the new year. That's smart.
0: That's yes. really smart. Everything's yeah. going to go back to, it's just going to be like the original Boca burger and everyone's yeah. going to think it's groundbreaking. <laughs> Don't mm-hmm. you love when everything uh, comes full circle?
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's like when those earbuds, when they started adding, uh, you know, when they, they went wireless and mm. now they have like a little hanging uh, uh-huh. thing to attach them to.
0: <laughs> right. It's like how uh, texting, it was like you'd beat people or you'd use like texting like one out of fashion and now it's the only way to communicate again and it's mm-hmm. like such a big... Mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever. but I know, um, it's
1: funny. I can't, don't we always go crazy like now and somebody calls, it's like, why did they call? Why didn't they just text me?
0: <laughs> I, I actually get angry when my phone rings <laughs> and scared. To self. I get scared. I'm like, uh-oh, what is wrong? Like something terrible <laughs> yeah. is happening. By the way, that's how you know you're getting old. Like if your phone rings after eight o'clock at night, you get scared. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, okay, I'm really old. My phone used yep. to not start reading ringing until 10, 11. Now if my phone rang at 11 o'clock at night, I'm like, okay, who's dead?
2: Yeah, <laughs> oh,
1: totally. It's, it's terrible. terrible. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <sighs> anyway, um, all right. right. Uh, oh, do we have any more news?
1: Yeah, I got one more real quick one. Uh, Starbucks has just come out with new holiday-themed color-changing cups. If you remember last year, they debuted those color-changing cups, um, and now the new ones are holiday-themed, so it's a... Uh, green cup, and then when you pour the hot water into it, or hot coffee, whatever you put in there, um, it changes to red, so it's green and red, like, you know, Christmas colors. Um, And they're only like three bucks, so it's a pretty good deal. i go get some.
2: Cute! I have an idea, Mike, to add to your list of inventions. Okay. We should come out with Hungry Girl color-changing cups, and first it's the Hungry Girl logo, and then when you pour in the hot liquid, the little, the character comes out and takes a bite at it. This is high-tech. The, the bite is removed and the character comes out. Hungry Girl Color Changing Cups. You can't convince me it's not a good idea. I love it. Lisa, do you remember the journals we made where it's like a reflective cover and you move it back and forth and she takes the bite out? Yeah, I thought, she, doesn't she wink? Maybe. We should give one away.
0: I don't know. Do I remember? Let's give them away. I was like, I use it every day. We have, we have so many of them. Let's give it away. I heard, Mike, I heard you got over 200 texts for someone from people who wanted to win that little Shark Tank purse.
1: Yep, over two hundred, and uh, I'm actually picking the winner um, just after we record this episode here. So the winner will be known before this airs. Ooh.
0: That's exciting! <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah, I always just in case anyone know will uh, want to know. I always wait a week until after the episode airs before I uh, pick a winner. That way, people, everyone gets a chance. You know, everyone gets gets a week to listen to the episode. You're so
2: nice. To, qu- to quote lo- to quote Lolly. What should they text you with if they want to win the uh, magical food journal?
1: Um, Don't
2: make it easy. Don't say food journal.
1: How about magical? Magical. So magical to uh, 805-380-8075. That's magical to 805-380-8075.
0: And they're getting a journal. And we should give away like three.
1: Okay. Ooh. We can do three.
0: Ooh, okay, so today's episode is Hungry Girl to the Rescue. That is me and you guys helping me rescue everybody. What happened was we posted in the Hungry Girl community, which if you don't belong to it, you should. It's on Facebook. Um, it's a very helpful place. You can find it by going to facebook.com slash Hungry Girl, and it's one of the groups there. Um, and everybody posted their questions and then called in and left voicemails. So Mm -hmm. I'm super excited to hear what people need help with. And then hopefully we can help them.
2: And by the way, they are all getting prizes for their voicemails being featured. And so if you have a question for Lisa that we might answer on a future podcast, where can they leave that voice message?
1: The same number as the text 805-380-8075.
2: Any question goes, you can ask Lisa what, you know, color her lip gloss is. And if we play it, you could win a prize. <laughs> I just ordered it today. It's Dose of Color Jazzy. Ooh. Ooh.
0: Am I kissable?
1: <laughs>
0: Stop. <laughs> anyway, nobody can see that face. Luckily, we can. <laughs> All right. First question. Hi, my name is Janine Hand, and I can really use some help with some ideas for some delicious and lower-calorie uh appetizers for the holidays any suggestions would be greatly appreciated thank you Danine. i love that name Danine. that's so mm-hmm. interesting and different mm-hmm. and unique mm-hmm. d-e-n-e-e-n Danine. correct well we're that, assuming yeah that's what um <laughs> i can use it in a sentence
1: that's what google uh, translate uh uh Put in when I was young. It could be Deneen getting the the voice fails, but yeah.
0: Yeah, maybe it's not even Deneen. Forget it. (laughs) We're going to move on. (laughs) Anyway, this lovely person who sounds like her name is Deneen needs help with holiday appetizers. I think that that is totally up our alley, wouldn't you say? Holiday appetizers. Any appetizers. Mm -hmm. I love appetizers. Um, I think, Deneen, the key is to start with a few key ingredients that you're going to find very helpful in your quest to make healthy and delicious appetizers that are better for you, low in calories, really satisfying, and will also fool people or like allow people to think they're really indulging without taking in too many calories. And so some of the things I always keep on hand and that I use to make appetizers are phyllo shells, which in case you don't know what those are, those are like the little trays of the tiny little crispy shells. You find them in the freezer section. Where in the freezer se- Like by the pie crusts, right? Yeah, I think they're with the desserts. Um, and they're... They're great. Like, I store mine in the fridge most of the time anyway. So, like, they, I do once I get them because they'll last in the mm-hmm. fridge for a little while. But you can keep them in the freezer. It's great. Um, but you can fill them with anything, sweet or savory. Like, the easiest, like, no-brainer is to just pop a Hershey's Kiss and a raspberry. Or, like, you pop a Hershey's Kiss in there and throw it in the oven, like... You know, at some low temp, what, like 325 or 350. Let the chocolate yeah, just don't melt. Yeah, let the chocolate melt and then pop a raspberry on top. That's like people think that's the fanciest thing ever. And it's it could not be easier. But I put little Brie. My favorite thing is I love the Brie Bites from Trader Joe's. Do you guys eat mm-hmm. those? No, but I feel like we should. They are the cutest. Imagine like, you know, the little laughing cow um, the red, like the baby bell cheeses. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. that size, but they're mini bris. So you feel like a big, as you would say, or as I would say, as we all say, you feel like a big giant with this big <laughs> wheel of brie, but it's this tiny little brie wheel. But if you cut those in like quarters or an eighths and throw those into the shells and melt those, they are incredible. So these phyllo shells are great for sweet and savory items. Same with, um, making air fire dumplings out of Mm. wonton wrappers or gyoza Mm -hmm. wrappers. It's like I have, I think during this lockdown, have turned everything into a dumpling, truly. (laughs) Like there is nothing I won't stuff into a wonton wrapper and throw in the air fryer, so... We have, I'm glad we haven't gone over to Lisa's recently. She'd try to put us in a dumpling. I would. I would probably need an egg roll wrapper to get you guys in. I don't think you'd fit hey, in a in a That doesn't mean saying. <laughs> it means that you are large larger than a wonton wrapper. I hope you're not insulted by that's that. That's fair. <laughs> um, but I, we have so many recipes. We should put some. Can we put some on the show page?
2: Yeah. definitely. I love we have the white pizza ones. I feel like that's a really good appetizer.
0: Oh, those are great, and I also love cheeseburger. We have like a few different cheeseburger type things. Those are also great. Um, and then there's a lot of dips. I think that dip is is really like an easy thing to do, and you don't have to. As much as I love to talk about Hungry Girl recipes, there are a lot of things you could just buy. I think Trader mm-hmm. Trader Joe's dips are they just cannot be yes. beat. The, what is that? Mm-hmm. the Romanesca Romanesca mm-hmm. dip? That's that a new so dip. Good. Oh so good the cauliflower jalapeno dip is Mm -hmm. i've probably bought maybe i i have purchased that five or six times so far in the past like month and a half so i'm obsessed with that um and of course stuffed mushrooms it's easy it's just really easy to have little things in the house and anything that's produce based like i love making mini pizzas on like little mushrooms or out of zucchini boats Anything mm. produce-based that feels decadent is great. We'll, we'll yeah, throw together. Yeah, I love,
2: we have, we have the pizza stuffed mushrooms. They're like the little ones. Those are so impressive and cute and like they're healthy. No one would even know. They satisfy you, like take the edge off your hunger before a big holiday meal. Love them.
0: Love. And then I saw, I'll tell you, this is again something you can just buy, but I thought it was a great little holiday appetizer. Um, not that I'm having anybody over, but I feel like if I if like in a perfect world, this were like a year ago or maybe two years from now and you're having company. Costco has like these like prosciutto and cheese little roll ups.
1: Mm-hmm. Have
0: you seen those? They're so yeah. good.
1: Yeah. I, I think, think we tried Trader them. Trader Joe's has them. Yeah. Sorry, we trade the Trader Joe's ones. Yeah. They're great.
0: Yeah. They're pre-rolled. You don't mm-hmm. even have to roll them. The rolling is done for you.
1: Can't so
2: you be just better. like cut them into little pieces? No, they're already like
0: they're just the right shape and size. It's just like a piece of cheese rolled into a, you know, some, mm-hmm. your, uh, your meat. Yum. For lack of a better word. And they're very yummy. Cool. Okay. Uh, Dineen, hope I hope that's your name and I, I hope <laughs> that we helped you. All right. Who's next? Hi, Lisa. My name's
1: Marie Brenner. And between my my COPD and this pandemic going on, I've kind of lost track of myself. And I was wondering if you had any suggestions on how I could gain some energy and motivation to kind of get back on track in the real life. Any suggestions you might have would be very useful or helpful, and I would appreciate them.
0: Thank you. Thanks, Marie. Hi, Marie. Um, Yeah, it's tough. I think a lot of people, I'm hearing this a lot over the past few months. I mean, I I wish I could say it's only been a few months, but now we're going on, what, month eight or nine of being locked down. Mm -hmm. And I think people have sometimes gone from feeling really motivated and getting into this routine and feeling good to, like, losing that motivation again. So, Marie, you're not alone there. And... The thing is, it's hard, but you ha- you have to like push yourself. And what what really keeps me going and what keeps me motivated is moving a lot. And I never set goals for myself that are too scary. Like I am a person that fears, for the most part, I fear the gym. I never really loved going to the gym. I don't love public exercise, but I love to move and I love how I feel when I move. So even if you just make yourself walk a little more, just like add it to your routine. I think you should start every day. Like, you know, you would never wake up and not brush your teeth. Right, Marie? Are you with me there, Marie? (laughs) I hope Mm so. (laughs) Here's hoping. Here's hoping. Um, So like just what I do, I get right out of bed in the morning, and I start to walk. So like, I'll say I want to walk a few 1000 steps before a certain time. And that gets my energy level up for the day. And once my energy is up, and my blood is flowing, and my brain is starting to feel energized, it helps me feel good about moving and making good choices. Um, I, I think of myself as like, I'm a very energetic person, but also if given the opportunity, I can be really lazy. And I feel like the lazier you are, the lazier you stay. Hmm. I mean, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, how about you guys?
2: Well, one of the things that, because look, we're obviously moving less being at home more often. And one of the things we did early on that really has helped me, I have alarms set on my phone for like several times throughout the day. So literally we start work at nine, 1140, one o'clock and four 15. I make sure to take a break and take a walk. And it's, mm-hmm. it's not anything, you know, crazy. I'm not even really, it's not exercise, but it's like you said, it's just moving more. It just, Energizes you and makes you feel better about yourself, and makes you want to do other healthy habits because you just feel better.
1: I want to go back to the teeth brushing thing. Do you think, Do you think people are not brushing their teeth as much since they're not leaving the house?
2: Oh my gosh! I <laughs> hope not. I mean, at I'm the not.
1: very
0: <laughs> I'm, wait, you're not or you are?
1: No, no, I, I brush my teeth every morning like it's clockwork. But I'm just thinking like wait, wait, well, wait,
0: wait, wait. What about at night?
1: And at night, I do it twice a day. Okay. Sometimes, okay. sometimes three times a day, um, but the, you know, just like checking. a lot of people brush their teeth because they're going out in public and they don't want to have bad breath in front of the person that they're talking to. But now you have a mask on if you're and you're six feet away. Hopefully, if you're talking to somebody, so maybe people aren't brushing their teeth as much. Know, I'm so you're saying.
0: saying because they're home and because they're masked that. Toothpaste sales are down. We should check into this problem. We should. But we should. For mask sure. Mask
2: breath is the worst. It is pretty bad. <laughs> you have yeah. to brush your teeth if you're putting on a mask. I brush my te- my teeth for me, not for you. <laughs> wait, what is? Wait, what is mask breath? Oh, I don't well, you can smell your own breath when you have the mask on your face, and if you haven't brushed your teeth or if you have bad breath, it's like you're inhaling it.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, Marie, this is too much information
1: for you. <laughs> Sorry, Marie. I don't even know what's happening. She's Hopefully- like I
2: did not ask you about. <laughs> Tooth hygiene, giant. Tooth <laughs> hygiene.
1: I'm sorry I brought it up.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, I, you know, I, these are all good questions, but I hopefully people are not feeling so lazy that they're not brushing their teeth. Um, one of the things that keeps me feeling really energized, and you know, not to like plug our own product, but your Daily Bright Boost, which is the Hungry Girl Vitamin Drink, that makes me feel so energized. I cannot start my day without it every single day before 7am i have my your daily bright boost and i Mm -hmm. feel like i am ready for action like i don't really even drink coffee anymore Mm -hmm. i love
2: coffee but it's not necessary i still do but i drink my bright boost like mid-morning and it's i never used to take a multivitamin and i if i told myself i would i would forget but this is like i look forward to it so Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's a little side benefit is i'm getting my vitamins But yeah, it really, really energizes me, makes me feel good.
0: It makes me feel great. And like a lot of times food, the food you're eating could make you feel weighed down or less energized. I know for me, there's something about sugar. Like I don't avoid sugar for any reason other than the fact that when I eat sugar or if I have something that's super sweet, it just makes me crash immediately, Mm -hmm. almost like instantly. So if you feel like you're feeling lazy because of the foods you're eating, pay attention to how the foods make you feel when you eat them or
2: right after you eat them Mm -hmm. and then eat the foods that make you feel more energized. Yeah. I also get really low energy if I am not drinking enough water. Mm -hmm. Like I start to feel really, really sluggish and tired and I don't know why. But if I'm not drinking enough water, like I have to keep a big water by my computer or I'll forget.
0: Mm -hmm. That's great. I drink drink so much Perrier and I hope that's okay i hope that's okay for me everyone used to say like it's high in sodium but there's no sodium in it but and people say it's the same as drinking water and i certainly hope it is because i'm like the
2: perrier queen it's just Mm -hmm. water with oxygen right bubbles i I think so
0: (laughs) i think i'm gonna bring home the soda stream that we have at the office and i'm gonna try to make my own um uh carbonation carbonated water do it i'm so ambitious (laughs) (laughs) all right marie good luck Uh, Who's up next? I think it's Nicole.
2: Hi, Hungry Girl and Hungry Girl team. This is Nicole Trevizan from Facebook. Love you guys so much. So my question is, how do you balance low calorie with healthfulness? For example, a really hearty piece of Dave's Killer Bread is 70 to 120 calories each, but a less robust slice of diet bread per se, is around 35 to 45 calories. So how do you balance that and determine which is best in each scenario of meal planning?
0: Nicole, I am very impressed with you. That's a very good question. That is like, Mm -hmm. it's a question that I think, I know I ask myself that like every day, like as I'm making my Mm -hmm. choices because Mm -hmm. there's no blanket answer that really answers that question because everything I eat is sort of like, I do it on a case by case basis. So, mm-hmm. like in the case of Dave's Killer bread, guess what? I am obsessed with it. I love it. I will always choose a 70 calorie Dave's Killer bread slice over other bread these days. Like, because it just is so much more satisfying. I know it's better for me. I like Ezekiel bread. I do like breads that are hearty. Again, do I eat bread all the time? No, but. I eat bread more now than I used to. And I think it's because I'm more satisfied by it. Mm -hmm. I feel like back in the day, I would eat a lot of that light bread and then be like, "Ugh, what am I eating? Is it empty calories? Does it matter? Eating something that satisfies you that might make you feel more full um, and give you a little bit more bang for your calorie buck is a good idea. But I don't think that there's just a blanket statement about, you know, saying I will eat this. I won't eat that. At the end of the day, I treat everything almost like I have a calorie bank account and I roughly know how many calories I eat throughout the day. I try to stay within a window and then I make choices based on what I'm craving and what I feel is worth it at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you operate, Jamie?
2: I feel like, like you said, case by case, it's really about paying attention to how you feel after eating the different foods. So for me, for example... I eat a little bit of peanut butter every morning. And if I were to do powdered peanut butter, it just doesn't like hit me the same way for my morning. It's one thing in recipes or desserts, Mm -hmm. but if I'm just having peanut butter for like sustenance, I know that I feel good and it doesn't, it doesn't trigger me. Sometimes the lower calorie stuff can sort of trigger me more depending if it has like, you know, whatever, certain ingredients. But, um, and on the other hand, I find that zucchini noodles totally work for me better than real pasta. So it's like it could go either way. It's all about what makes you feel good and satiated and honestly less likely to overdo it or go off the rails, really paying attention to to what makes you feel the best.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And I you bring up an excellent point um, about having maybe like the lower calorie item trigger you because let's say you're craving something and then you replace it with something else. Like if you really want a piece of chocolate and you're like, no, I'm going to have, you know, a 25 calorie hot cocoa packet. Sometimes that works. But if you find yourself really craving something and then everything you're trying to replace it with just makes you hungrier and hungrier, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you're probably better off just having that heartier or that real item. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you'd probably stop. You won't go off the rails as you just said. So I
2: I feel like honestly, this is such better advice than not doing a hard vest rule. Like, Oh, have one square of dark chocolate. That's not going to work for everyone. For some people that is absolutely the, uh, the answer for other people that's going to trigger them. And maybe they're better with a reduced sugar option or something else. So I feel like yeah, it's really good just not to set such strict rules with yourself and really, you know, what works for me isn't going to work for you necessarily. And, and just really pay attention to your body.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Uh, and I've been eating such different things since we've been in lockdown. Like I'm eating way more carbs. I will like I the other day we went out somewhere and I actually had some pasta, which I would never normally do. I mean, I, I, I just I ate pasta at a restaurant. I just feel like I, I when I do things like that, I'm making more, I'm, I don't want to say it's, I don't want to get into the whole intuitive eating thing, but that plays into it a little bit because Mm -hmm. I found like there were times in my life when I was very, very restrictive about the foods that I ate. And I felt like there were days when I would go off the rails because of that. And I find that mm-hmm. when I allow myself to have whatever it is, that maybe it's the whole 80-20 thing where like 80% mm-hmm. of the time I'm making smart choices, but 20% of the time I'm sort of, you know, loosening the reins and eating things that, mm-hmm. you know, ha- probably have a little more calories. I feel like it keeps me more balanced. So yeah. it is about paying attention. I I hate to say that, but like people want the answer. They want somebody to just hand them all the answers, but You just have to really pay attention and be very mindful. Nicole, great question. Thank you. All right. Who's up next? Hi, my name is Jeannie and I'm from New Jersey. Um, I've been on and off of Weight Watchers for 30 years. I've been on every program they have and I lose weight and I lose a substantial
2: amount of weight, but then I somehow fall off the wagon and never make it to goal. And this time around, I'm actually doing it. I've lost 60 pounds. I have 10 pounds to go and I can't seem to budge. I keep going up and down two or three pounds. I'm not really moving. The scale may be a tenth of a pound difference after a month. And I'm really getting frustrated, but I want to make that lifetime goal. Do you have any suggestions for me?
0: Thanks so much. Uh, Change your goal to 10 pounds more. Ah, Just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Jean, um, you actually, you're, Problem is very common, and there's a lot of people that are always going up and down. And I know people that have been on Weight Watchers for 30 years. Um, I think that there are two issues going on here, probably, but let's address the actual issue that you asked about, which is the plateau. Um, And I hear that all the time. I feel like, again, I am not... I don't want to misrepresent who I am and what I do. So I'm not a medical professional. I have no degree. I am just a person... That is gonna give you my opinion on all this stuff and you know, based on my personal experiences. But for me, I find that whatever I'm doing, if it gets to the point where everything is staying the same and, and my routine is exactly the same, and I'm I've hit a plateau, I have to change things up. And I think that's the most important thing that you should try, especially for the last 10 pounds. I have heard from people who've had a lot of success with, I don't even know what the technical name for it is, but it's like um, your calorie intake goes up and down a little more. And like one day it's a little bit lower and the next day it's a little bit higher. Um, I find that exercise, like adding exercise, adding movement to your life will absolutely move the scale. I mean, that's definitely been helpful for me. It's been helpful for others. And then something that I've been doing a lot or pretty much all the time, um, is intermittent fasting. And so I stop eating at a certain time, and then I don't start until, like, you know, between 12 and 15 hours later. And I think those things are really, really helpful.
1: My mom actually uh, she just read the, the last issue was at the uh, winter 2020 magazine and uh, she texted us, I'm going to do the intermittent fasting. I'm I'm going to try it. Like, cause she's at that point too, where she like Plateauing, always yeah. gets to a point and then she can't go, she can't lose anymore. Mm-hmm. So now she's going to try that. So that's, that's cool that you said that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think it's it's really helpful. I mean, the other thing I wanted to say is, the real question is, you know, for the yo-yo dieters who keep gaining and losing the same weight. Like, I feel like that also probably should be addressed. And the question or the thing that I see there is that people try really hard and they tell themselves that they have to do something for a specific period of time to see a certain number on the scale. And then when they hit that goal, they just like, fall off the wagon and they go back. So I think the thing that I like to help people with, and I think that people really should take away from Hungry Girl and all the information and the recipes we provide is that it's really not about like a one time weight loss situation. It's really about changing your lifestyle and figuring out things that work for you forever. Like, and that's, that's the bottom line. I know that's hard to say, but like, for me, it's like, you just, have to change the way you think about food and you look at food forever. It doesn't mean you don't celebrate food, enjoy food, love food, eat a lot of the foods you want to eat, but you can't Mm -hmm. think of these things as like being on a diet or off a diet. I feel like that's Mm -hmm. the biggest problem that people tend to have with balancing their weight.
2: That was the biggest change for me because I was overweight most of my life and Same thing. I was in Weight Watchers since I was like 12 years old and I was trying to lose my baby fat. We won't get into if that's a good idea or a bad idea, but, (laughs) but you know, like all through my teens and twenties trying to lose the weight, trying to be like, okay, I'm going to go back to counting points. Okay. I'm going to go back to not eating this. And it was not until I really said, I need to find things that work for me. I need to find a way to eat food and have a relationship with food that once I lose the weight, it's not like now I'm done. I've hit a finish line, but it's adapting to maintenance in a way that like this is something I can do forever.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a very old fashioned attitude. I remember I used to go on diets like my mom was like a cereal dieter. She, you know, she still does that occasionally. I don't want to slam my mom, but it's okay. She doesn't listen to the podcast that much. Everyone's mom (laughs) does that. (laughs) Um, But I would diet with her. Like from the time I was a chubby kid, I would be in third or fourth grade Mm -hmm. and I'd go on a diet. I'd feel like I'd lose five pounds. And how would you celebrate? You'd go have a slice of pie and ice cream. It just makes
2: no sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was like the Weight Watcher thing after (laughs) weighing, You got a whole week until you weigh in again. (laughs) Yeah, that's not
0: the way it works. So
2: Um, anyway you know there are a couple things too like going back to the plateau that worked for me cuz that's that's what happened for me i lost um like my first i had like 45 pounds to lose i lost the 30 and then it was like boom i could not get the scale to move and a couple of the things that worked for me um one was i had to get realistic about the little things that were sneaking in and it wasn't so much like oh i'm having a piece of candy cuz i would remember to track the big things but I started doubling my salad dressing. I started having like way more caloric condiments, like not measuring them. I just got lazier about measuring, um, you know, instead of measuring my nuts, it would be like a handful of nuts. And those little things, when I adjusted those and said, okay, let me really pay attention to those little, what do they call it? Bites, licks and tastes. Um, that made a difference. I was eating more calories and they were just kind of sneaking in, um, And then the other thing, too, is like kind of getting back to basics. So I always, especially in weight loss, had a lot of like diet treats or, you know, packaged foods that worked for me. And when I really needed to shake that plateau, I just kind of went to more like whole foods, you know, like lean meats, um, veggies, healthy fats, like kind of kept it simple for like a week. And that kind of like, I don't know, it just like pushed my body in the right direction.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's really good advice. I think like laying low on the package stuff, which by the way may or may not always be accurate mm-hmm. with the calorie counts and your body probably is, at least all the experts say that a calorie is not necessarily a calorie. So mm-hmm. the type of food you're eating does make a difference. So laying low on the package stuff is definitely good advice. Okay, and we have one more question.
2: Hey Lisa, this is Ellen Kelly, longtime podcast listener. Um my trouble spot is uh sweets and snacks. So I was wondering if you had any interesting ways to use fruit for snacks and desserts.
0: Thanks. Ellen, thank you for listening to the podcast. I think your question is great um because I love fruit. I feel like people who don't embrace fruit as a dessert are really missing out. That is my short answer and there are so many ways to enjoy fruit like and turn it into a dessert and really get those flavors of a dessert. So for me, like my absolute favorite thing in the world to do, and I do this all the time. Still, I love apple pie. That is like my number one dessert. And if you just cut up an apple, throw it in a mug, put like a handful of red hots, like I made the mistake, or I don't know if it was a mistake, but I ordered like 10 giant bags of red hots on amazon in march (laughs) and so i just have i have all the red hots you could ever want so if ellen if you need red hots i'll send them to you (laughs) but you could just take a handful of them and put it on your apple and in a mug like with your apple chunks throw it in the microwave with maybe even a little extra cinnamon if you want and it just like turns into like a gooey apple pie situation that you can use in so many ways or just eat it right out of the mug mm-hmm. you can put some true whip on top mm. that's like the greatest thing ever and of course strawberries same thing you can make stuffed strawberries you could basically stuff them with anything and we have so many good recipes we should are we gonna post a lot of these fruit recipes for
2: sure
1: mm.
2: oh good they can and go that's to on- hungry com slash foodcast.
1: I just love that how in March, everybody was ordering toilet paper, paper towels, hand sanitizer. Lisa was buying Red Hot.
0: (laughs) It's so true. I was ordering all the weirdest food things. Priorities. Priorities. Absolutely. Who needs toilet paper when you have Red Hots? (laughs) That's what I always say. Um, But you can make like apple nachos. So you slice your apple and you drizzle whatever, like chocolate syrup and crushed peanuts on them. Mm. Um, Dessert dips with fruit. As I said, stuffed strawberries are a big one. And we have a bunch of recipes that we are going to post. Freeze dried fruit with um, yogurt or even on your ice cream. Fruit is the greatest grapes to me year round Mm -hmm. grapes are nature's candy. And we have like grapesicles where you like dip them in yogurt and freeze them. There's just, there is no shortage of amazing fruity desserts that will
2: satisfy any sweet tooth. You know, what's one of my favorites. And this goes back to my childhood baked apples. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. That was like my mom, my mom's number one weight watcher treat other than the, uh, apple snacks, which were freeze dried fruit, basically like freeze dried apples. Mm -hmm. Baked apples are the greatest. We have so many good recipes. Mm -hmm. They're
2: even good like the next day. You don't even need to have them hot. Like they just, think about it. If you make a baked apple and then maybe you make a tray of four of them, you have one, you put the rest in the fridge. It's just like a more delicious way to eat an apple. I would eat it chilled. Who cares?
0: Who cares? Oh, I always eat them cold. They're better like two days later when they soak up all that that soda and you could just like mush it all up Mm. and you could reheat it or not or you could put it on yogurt or Whatever. Baked apples are the greatest. They're totally underrated. Mm
2: -hmm. You know what else is good, like same concept, and I make this all the time for my father-in-law, is our slow cooker apple pie. It's the same concept, but you can just, you throw all of your apples in the slow cooker, some water, maybe some like cinnamon sweetener. Might have some... uh cornstarch, something like that. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. just makes this big vat of like apple pie filling. It's so good.
0: Mm. I need to, I'm going to go make some fruit, fruity dessert right after this, but I hope we helped <laughs> you. Ellen, do you love us? I hope so. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's all. Those are all the questions we have, but this was a really good episode. We had a bunch more questions that we didn't even have time for. So I think we're going to do this again. And if you guys have more questions that you would like us to answer, you can call Mike. Mike. And leave a voicemail for him.
1: What's your number, Mike? It's 805-380-8075.
2: Just don't call after 8 p.m. or we'll worry someone's dead. (laughs) (laughs) See, you do it too. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no this was a fun episode i like this hopefully people found this helpful i know we're sure. not eating things it's a little sad to not eat 500 things in an episode but <laughs> we'll do that next week what do we have i think we have a trader joe's haul next week don't trader we joe's holiday hall or seasonal hall lots of goodies yes Yes, very exciting. In the meantime, you should review our podcast. As always, you can go wherever you can review. What is it? Apple Podcasts.
1: Apple Podcasts or working? Yeah, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Um, anywhere, wherever you listen, just click on the review button and review we love us. That. We
0: love that. You should share this with your friends, and you should also subscribe. And more importantly, you should subscribe to our daily emails. So Hungry Girl is all about the daily emails. You can go to hungry-girl.com and sign up for those daily emails there in case you don't get them. You really need to. Am I forgetting anything?
2: We should remind people we're going to be off next week for Thanksgiving, but we will be back the following week with a new episode.
1: Yes, the Trader Joe's Fall Haul. Or no, Trader Joe's Seasonal haul, or, yeah.
0: Good, but we're off next week. I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. But that's good. I'm still staying home. I'm not doing anything. I really encourage, I don't want to be like a jerk, but I think people should just stay home this Thanksgiving (laughs) if they can. Because it's like, I support mm -hmm. this. Oh, good. Anyway, everyone should have a safe and happy Thanksgiving. We absolutely love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am Lisa Lillian, also known as Hungry Girl. Till next time, chew the right thing.